Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here on this Sunday morning. Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Glad you're with us here uh, from downtown St. Louis. Cloudy day, but it's a nice day. It's not uh, overly hot. It's uh, baseball season, of course. Just finished with the Cards manager, Oliver Marmel, and we keep the Baseball conversation moving and moving in a little bit of a different direction. Sam Dykstra of MLB Pipeline joins us now and uh, want to talk a lot of things with Sam. But let's start, Sam, with the Futures game last night and a uh, fun game in Seattle. Yeah, it, was, it certainly was a lot of fun last night in Seattle, um, You know, especially for Cardinals fans getting to see Victor Scott the second steal two bases. He had one of my favorite quotes last night saying he dreamed of getting a single. How often do you hear guys right. <laughs> looking for, for a single in a showcase event like that? But he's a guy who has been consistently at the top of minor league stolen base leaderboards, and he wanted to show off his best skill, which is his top-of-the-line speed. So credit to him. And then King Kent's pumping high 90s fastballs, dropping in really good off-speed stuff. It, it was a lot of fun to watch, even in a shorter seven-inning format. And people may not be as familiar with Victor Scott. I think Tink Hentz, I think most people probably know about, but he stole two bases uh, after the single, as you mentioned, and reached a sprint speed of just over 29 miles per hour. He was right up there with the, the best or the fastest time in Major League Baseball this year for a steal. So it's an exciting skill that, at least for a while, I think that you know was kind of lost in Major League Baseball, and maybe now it's starting to come back. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, you look at the modern game right now, and, and this is kind of our first year of it, but playing with larger bases, playing with pickoff limitations for the pitchers, that's done to encourage movement on the base path. And Victor Scott II is somebody who, like we said, had top-of-the-line speed coming out of West Virginia. He was a fifth-round pick last year, and now he's stolen 52 bags in 75 games. I mean, he's somebody who definitely can take advantage of those new rules changes and 
clearly loves running. I mean, <laughs> talk about somebody who wants to show off that skill. He definitely did it last night, and he's been doing that all year at high A and double A. Anybody uh, surprise you last night that uh, either uh, on the good side or the bad side, unexpected uh, performance? Um, the one that I won't say it surprised me because we knew we had really premium stuff, but Jacob Mizorowski, the Brewers pitcher, um, led the game with six swings and misses, had three strikeouts and four batters faced, touched 102.4 miles an hour. Again, we knew the guy threw hard. He's really lean. He's tall. He's skinny. Uh, but the velocity really comes from him. He showed a really good cutter, showed some other good breaking pitches as well. We knew it was all in there, but for him to show out in that way and, like I said, get three strikeouts in his inning uh, was huge. And there was a definite buzz, not just around people watching the game, but you know, people who have been following all, all year. It's like, if he can do this over five, six innings, I mean, it's ace-like stuff. It's just he's had some control problems in the past, didn't really show up last night, but he definitely put himself on the map. Sam Dykstra covers the uh, minor leagues, covers the prospects uh, with us here on Camo Exports on a Sunday morning. And I honestly don't know the answer to this question. When they're looking at the roster makeup for the Futures game, is this something that the organization decides who they'd like to send? Is it uh, Major League Baseball asking for certain prospects? How is that process? How does that work? Yeah, it's a lot of input from a lot of different people. Uh, I mean, Major League Baseball would love to send the best prospects best prospects aren't always available. There might be injuries. There might be innings limitations. So farm directors have a say in this. Other front office personnel have a say in this. Um, From my understanding, it's a a lot of like MLB might go to the teams first, and then the teams say, hey, here are like five guys we will allow to go or that we want to go and we want to have show off. And then MLB picks from that pool. Um, So you try to spread it out as evenly as you can. Some teams have more than others. I mean, like we said, the Cardinals had two. Some teams only had one. Some teams had as many as three, like the Brewers did. Uh, it's it's kind of tough to fit all the puzzle pieces together. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of negotiation between both the MLB side and the club side. Sometimes your prospects are playing Major League Baseball like Ellie De La Cruz and doing his own uh, stealing of bases last, uh, as he did in yesterday's game. Um, as I look at the most recent prospect rankings, the top 100, they are littered with guys who are now in Major League Baseball, and those teams are starting to utilize those prospects. And Ellie De La Cruz, who's number two on the list, is obviously somebody that I think a lot of people around baseball, if they haven't, they are taking notice of. But um, we're seeing those prospects now start to uh, come to the big leagues and pay off. Yeah, I mean, especially with somebody like Ellie De La Cruz, who is one of the most dynamic prospects we've had in recent memory. I mean, you talk about top-of-the-line speed, top-of-the-line throwing ability, very close to the top of the line power. I mean, he can hit it really well from both sides, being a switch hitter left and right. The only reason we have him at number two and not number one, and this is when we updated the list a few weeks ago, so who knows, it might have been different right. if we came out with a new one this morning, um, was the strikeouts. I mean, he's struck out at least 30% of the time everywhere he's been. That's basically continued in the majors. I think it's a little under 30%. It's tough to succeed when you strike out that much, but when you hit the ball as hard as he can, and when you can run as fast as he can, you can make up for it. As long as you put the ball in play, he's always got a chance to get a hit or an extra base hit. Uh, and the way he's shown up and the way not only the Reds have been revitalized, but like the whole city of Cincinnati seems to have really coalesced around him. And they have some other incredible young pieces. Matt McClain, who came up first. Spencer Steer, another really good productive rookie. Andrew Abbott has been really good as a rookie pitcher as well. 
I mean, there's something to be said here. Like, hey, if you have the really good young players, get them to the major leagues, and you're going to see your team become that much better. The Diamondbacks are learning that with Corbin Carroll, who's been you know an all-star starter this year as a rookie. Um, we've seen Francisco Alvarez with the Mets be one of the best rookie catchers we've ever seen. Uh, there's a real inflection point right now with teams trusting their young talent and letting them be productive at the top level and getting those major league teams over the hump. I mean, and, and you said it, the revitalization of the Reds and of Cincinnati and the number of first or second year players that are playing such a huge role for the Reds uh, is is exciting for them, for sure. Your number one prospect, or at least the last time the list came out, is a name that Cardinals fans probably know, Holiday. It's Jackson Holiday. Uh, how does a guy at single A get to the top of that prospect ranking list? Yeah, I mean, Jackson Holiday, last year's number one overall pick, um, has already climbed to high A. I mean, he, he got some time at low A last year. He's now at high A. He's hit everywhere he's been. Not only that, he's basically walked as much as he struck out everywhere he's been. It's just a super projectable hit tool. And if we're talking about Ellie De La Cruz, his biggest weakness is his hit tool. That's Jackson Holiday's biggest strength. And also, it might be the most difficult thing to do in baseball. So if that's his biggest strength, that's how he's going to provide value. He does it at a premium position of shortstop. I know last night in the game, uh, he had kind of an awkward throw to second. Didn't look great on that. It's a learning point. He's only 19. But um, when I've seen him play short, it's pretty solid out there. I think he can stick there moving forward. So when you have a guy who you know can hit, a guy who already hits for some power and is going to grow into more, because he's only 16 years old, or 19 years old, excuse me, saying six foot, 185, more power is coming. It's just super projectable. Uh, and like I said, like the toughest thing to teach in baseball is to hit a baseball, to be a continual 300 hitter, which is what he's been at the lower level so far. I expect him to get a, t- a taste of double A by the time the season's out. And that's incredibly rare for a teenager. Let's switch topics a little bit. Let's talk about the draft, which begins tonight in Seattle with rounds one and two. You tweeted out a piece uh, earlier today. By the way, it's at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B, if you'd like to follow on Twitter. Jim Callis and Jonathan Mayo uh, giving their sort of projections. And as you mentioned, maybe a little bit of a surprise, both of them talking about Wyatt Langford, the outfielder from Florida. Yeah, uh, the debate at number one Mm -hmm. for who the pirates are going to take has been maybe the biggest topic I've talked to baseball people about in the last week or two, because everybody's trying to figure out what Pittsburgh's doing. We've always talked this spring about there being a big five of Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens out of LSU, Wyatt Langford out of Florida, and then two high school bats in uh, Walker Jenkins and Max Clark. And the thought process all spring has been it's one of the two LSU guys. Those are guys are really premium talents. But in their last update, Jim and Jonathan have Wyatt Langford going first to the Pirates. And one thing I want to emphasize on that is that I think Wyatt Langford is a lot closer to the LSP, LSU pair than a lot of people think. He's one of my favorite college bats to watch hit. He just looks so relaxed at the plate. But when he makes contact, it's vicious. It's loud exit velocities. The only reason why I give – Dylan Cruz, the advantage in my evaluation of them is Dylan Cruz, I think, is more likely to stay in center field. Uh, Langford played a lot of left field this year for the Gators. But otherwise, they're pretty close. I mean, they're both really special hitters. They have power. They have decent speed. The pieces are there. So if you're the Pirates and Langford's willing to sign for 
500000 or a million dollars less, that's something you bake in, into the pie here. I mean, the signing bonus pools are a consideration when you're drafting, especially at number one, and you want a deeper draft class. You're kind of, the Pirates, as much as it seems like they've kind of turned a corner this year, they are still rebuilding. They could use all the talent they can get. And if they can get Wyatt Langford here and then a better player with their second pick because they have the savings from Langford, maybe that's something that they're considering doing. Even with both of those guys having Langford at number one, I don't think anything's settled yet. I don't think that necessarily means it's going to be Langford with a bullet. It just seems like that's the way things are going as of now. But, you know, as we're talking to you, there's still hours to go until the sure. Pirates make that first pick. And teams kind of have to balance when you're talking about um, obviously two guys from the SEC over a couple of high school players, as you mentioned, in Max Clark uh, and Walker Jenkins, that the, the time factor, right? Like, is there the do you have the time that you can invest maybe a, a year or two more to develop that high school player as opposed to somebody coming out of the SEC? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a consideration. For me, I would just take whoever you think is going to be the best player long-term. I mean, if, if there's a high school bat available and you think that guy's better or going to be a better major leader someday, even if it takes three, four years to develop him, get him into your system. Uh, mold him how you want because they're going to have a longer runway of development. Maybe you as an organization prefer a certain style of hitting or prefer you know something you want all your hitters to be doing. You get him in the system, you develop him for longer, you can make him how you want. Um, so if you think Walker Jenkins is going to be a better hitter than Wyatt Langford, and I, I don't think you're going to find many scouts that believe that, but there might be some, uh, then take him, like get him into your system and, and be able to boast about him for years to come. Because uh, it, if I were drafting and I'm not a scouting director, I've never worked in the scouting office, but having followed the draft and covered the draft for 10 plus years now, I would take the best player available. Like just get who you think is going to be the best major leaguer someday and let the other pieces fall where they may. Um, but, you know, some some clubs like the Pirates, if, if they're really considering college bat and they do think they're turning a corner, getting somebody like Wyatt Langford, getting somebody like Paul Skeens or Dylan Cruz, those guys are going to be up in the majors two years tops. I mean, they, they are so advanced and they can really help push you over the edge, kind of like what we're seeing with Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain in Cincinnati. Is there somebody that is on your radar, Sam Dykstra, that maybe is not on um, others or maybe is on fewer radars? And it doesn't have to be first, second round. Like even if, if there's somebody like down the draft board that you really like or that you think that, that somebody should be looking out for, is there someone like that on, on your radar? Well, the one I, I'm really fascinated to see how where he's going to go, and this is a first-round guy, so I'm sure – Many people who follow the draft are going to know him. Um, but it's Nolan Shanuel of Florida Atlantic, who actually uh, Jonathan Mayo has going to the Cardinals at 21st in his latest mock. But this guy walked 71 times this spring at Florida Atlantic, struck out only 14 times. That's incredible. That's an incredible walk-to-strike-out ratio. That's Barry Bonds didn't even touch that You know when he was with the Giants. It's really incredible. He was a lesser conference. It's Conference USA, but he showed good power, had 19 homers, batted 447. I mean, it was between him and Dylan Cruz of, like, who was the most productive college bat this spring. Now he's a first base pretty much only guy. They sent him out a little bit in the outfield. I think he's going to only be first base. So I'm just so fascinated to see how you evaluate that. Like, when a guy makes such good swing decisions and obviously has some power, he, if he played any other position than first, he'd be an easy top-ten pick. 
how are teams going to kind of figure that out? Is it going to be more of a model base, like some of these teams that prefer plugging guys into a model and trying to project forward? Because it's easy to project with those numbers. Or is it, you know, these teams going to rely on scouts and say, hey, listen, he's not great defensively and he's going to fall further and further down. I'm just fascinated to see where Nolan Shanuel is going to uh, end up tonight. Nolan Shanuel, Florida Atlantic. That's the uh, that's the guy that Cardinals fans may need to uh, may want to keep an eye on. Well, Sam Dykstra, I appreciate you taking some time here on uh, a Sunday morning. It's at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B on Twitter. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing your coverage the rest of the way out and looking for another prospect ranking here coming up. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up again down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. That is Sam Dykstra from MLB Pipeline, and he covers minor leagues and the prospects and also the draft, as we were talking about right there. So appreciate him taking some time. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our number one here on the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Joe Pot with you coming back after this on KMOX. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.